week in all. Listen to the Sunny Side of Sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 9th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Coming up on Tuesday's show... We remember German football great Franz Beckenbauer, who died Sunday. Myron Nika has a profile of South Africa's national football team, nicknamed Bafana Bafana, as it prepares to kick off its Nations Cup campaign in Ivory Coast. And I'll chat with my VOA colleague, Mike Hove, about recent Nations Cup developments. Tributes are coming in for Franz Beckenbauer Following his death at the age of 78, Beckenbauer's family did not announce a cause of death. He had struggled with health problems in recent years. Franz Beckenbauer is being described as the ultimate winner in world football. He captained West Germany to the World Cup title in 1974. And then 16 years later, in 1990, he was the head coach when West Germany lifted the World Cup again. It was a symbolic moment for a country in the midst of reunification, months after the Berlin Wall fell. Now, Beckenbauer is one of only three men to win the World Cup as a player and then as a head coach. The others are the Frenchman Didier Deschamps and the Brazilian Mario Zagallo, who died four days ago on January 5th at the age of 92. But back to Franz Beckenbauer, affectionately known as the Kaiser. Beckenbauer starred for Bayern Munich during his playing days, making 427 appearances, scoring 60 goals, and reimagining the defender's role. German Football Federation President Bernd Neuendorf said, and I quote, The Kaiser was one of the best players our sport has ever seen. With his lightness, his elegance, and his vision, he set standards on the field. And Franz Beckenbauer was also instrumental off the field. He played a key role in bringing the 2006 World Cup to Germany, though his legacy was later tainted by charges that he succeeded in winning the hosting rights through bribery. Beckenbauer denied the allegations. African football's premier event, the Africa Cup of Nations, officially kicks off on Saturday in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast will host Guinea-Bissau in the opening match. Now, South Africa is hoping to make a strong return to the Nations Cup after failing to qualify for the last edition in Cameroon. The 1996 champions are grouped with Mali, Tunisia, and southern African neighbors Namibia for the opening stage. Myron Nika takes a closer look at the team, nicknamed Bafana Bafana, from Durban, South Africa. Sporty greetings, Myron! Sporty greetings, Sonny. A heat wave in the picturesque Stellenbosch region in the Western Cape, where Bafana Bafana are preparing for the Africa Cup of Nations, presented an interesting dynamic to their training as they brace themselves for the searing heat of Kohogo, where they'll be based at the tournament. 
The 23-man squad for the tournament comprises largely of locally-based players. Head coach Hugo Bruce will no doubt look to experienced campaigners like Temba Zwane, Sianda Tulu, Percy Tao and captain Ronwin Williams to lead their charge. Williams says the team are looking forward to testing themselves at Africa's premier tournament. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. You know, we need to dream high as a country, but we need to be realistic as well. You know, we haven't been part of the tournament for a very long time, so... But I'm very part, uh, happy to be part of this wonderful group that we've got now. I think we, we, we've done extremely good work over the last two years or so. We've learned um, valuable lessons, you know, over the last few years. South Africa will play Mali in their opening match at the Amadou Gonkulubali Stadium on the 16th of January. They've faced the West Africans twice in the competition in the past, losing both encounters. Despite their record, Williams believes they're capable of getting a positive result to kickstart their campaign. It's just for myself and some of the players that were there, the previous AFCON, you know, to just share our experiences. Because um, it does get tough, you know, having to play every three, four days, it's not easy. You know, it's tough and you're playing high quality games, you know, of consequence. So, and it, 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 it's mentally, it can, it can drain one, you know. So that's where myself and other senior players will just share our experiences. Their head coach, Hugo Bruce, who hails from Belgium, is no stranger to the tournament. He led Cameroon to victory back in 2017. The well-travelled Belgian rates the tournament highly. It's still, um, for me, a special experience. Um, certainly winning a big tournament, but winning it in Africa. So uh, it's a total different mentality that I have to learn uh, and to know. Um, and for me, it was a fantastic experience, uh, the winning African five, six years ago. So, um, yes, if you ask me, you want to do it again, surely <laughs> I want to do it again. Bruce believes the tournament will be one of its most competitive yet, warning his side not to leave anything to chance if they want to progress from the group stages and enjoy a deep run. But I'm looking forward to the games, to the atmosphere around the games, uh, to the, the total atmosphere of that tournament. You see everybody wants to show how good they are. Everybody is motivated. And uh, that gives that it's a, a very tough tournament. The South African Football Association met with the players in camp this week to sign a memorandum of understanding regarding the issue of player bonuses. The country's football mother body has committed to paying players and added 375,000 US dollars should they go on to win the tournament. We have to get the team to focus. We have to clear everything. And if they win, they get 7 million. If they lose, they get nothing. We want the team to focus and to perform. We have, over a period of time, settle this team and we don't want to waste time on discussing unnecessary stuff. It's been 28 years since Bafana Bafana tasted AFCON glory. The immortal image of Captain Neil Tovey and former President Nelson Mandela holding the trophy aloft in Johannesburg definitely needs company at Safa's headquarters. There's no doubt that this group of players will be looking to channel the magic of 96 when they head across to the Ivory Coast. For the sunny side of sports, this is Myron Nika in Durban, South Africa. Thanks, Myron. Joining us once again here in Studio 22 is my VOA colleague, Mike Hove.
Sporty greetings, Mike. A sporty greetings, Sonny. How's it going? Good, Mike. We just heard Myra Nika say how Bafana Bafana is hoping to channel that magic of 96, mm-hmm. but... If I do the math, that was 28 years ago. At least, long yeah, time, long that's time a long ago. time ago. And, uh, what do you think of their chances of channeling the magic once again? Look, uh, Bafana Bafana's team, uh, is a, Bafana Bafana as a case has always been interesting. Um, the last time uh, I saw Bafana Bafana play an exceptional game uh, to be applauded was arguably probably the 2010 World Cup. Mm. It's been a very long time since Bafana Bafana has been the team that uh, on the continent, that is, that, that people really look at and say, okay, there's a team to be scared about um unfortunately when it comes to south african sports bafana bafana is arguably the most popular team but in terms of success rates maybe Springboks. <laughs> Springboks is up there uh the proteas is up there but bafana bafana seems to not be able to their success does not match their popularity um but look uh as they head into AFCON, I will applaud one thing. Um, I like their selection in terms of players. Okay. Uh, they were really heavy on a lot of players that are coming from Mamelodi Sundowns. Uh, Mamelodi Sundowns just won the African Super League, the inaugural African Super League. So for me, that says that there's a lot of local emphasis on local players. Um, and that aside, it seems as though he's going, uh, uh, Coach Hugo Bros is going in with a team that of uh, players who are familiar with each other. I like that. Uh, another thing, Presi Tau, uh, forward arguably the best South African forward right now. He's another player that's really done a lot of things. He's played in Belgium. He's played in the EPL. Uh, he's played in, uh, in, in Egypt, Al-Akhli. So he's really produced conducive results. So look, Bafana Bafana might not be the favorites in, in, in their group. Uh, I know their first game is against Mali. However, it's not something to rule them out of. Mike, we heard from uh, Hugo Bruce in that uh, report from Myron Nyko. Uh, what do you think of him? In charge of Bafana Bafana. You know, he did win the Nations Cup right. when he was in charge of Cameroon. Um, it's really intriguing. Uh, so the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm split on this. One, he's got a good track record as a coach. So it's something to be applauded. And if you are able to channel that, um, it works. But at the same time, we must also acknowledge the fact that being a coach, being a good coach is only 50% of the job. Mm. The other 50 is the players, right? Um, I think South Africa has done its best work under Pito Motsumane. Um, he was a local coach that turned his ranks. He's done a lot of amazing things on the continent. Uh, I've always questioned why they removed him as Bafana Bafana coach, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> now, fast forward, we've got uh, Hugo uh, as the head coach. I, it's something to be applauded. He could, be, you know, with his track record, I'm sure the players uh, respect him. So if he's able to channel that in, into the team, it's something that's been able to, you'll be able to turn around. Now, what about the uh, other teams in South Africa's group, Mike? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've got one of their neighbors, Namibia, in yes. the group. What do you think of the uh, the brave warriors? Once again, um, that's why I said South Africa should be. A, on paper, South Africa is way stronger than Namibia, right? Um, if Namibia does not have the star powers that Bafana Bafana has. Um, like I said, Bafana Bafana is arguably, when we look at continental level football, South Africa's up there. Kaiser Chiefs, always been reputable. Orlando Pirates, always been reputable. Mamelodi Sundowns, always been reputable. Mm, mm. So we expect South Africa to be able to at least emerge out of that group at the very least. Um, the only other competition that I really look at, once again, is Mali. Um, but from a club standpoint, South Africa's always been exceptional. And so now the big question is, are they able to channel that energy from club to international? I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. 
I'm talking with my VOA colleague, Mike Hove, about the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Ivory Coast. The opening match will be played on Saturday with the host team, the Elephants of Ivory Coast, going up against Guinea-Bissau at the uh, Alassane Ouattara Stadium mm-hmm. in Abidjan, uh, named after the Ivory Coast president. Mike, I, I, I'd like to think there's going to be a capacity crowd there on I expe- Saturday. I expect it to be a full stadium. I, I mean, we've been seeing a lot of uh, uh, footage that's coming out of Ivory Coast. They seem to be really excited. Another thing that I have noticed is they're very hopeful of their chances as a team. And so I can only expect that this year the team, the people expect that the team will take it so they can only go up in their numbers. Earlier uh, this week, uh, Muckbill Yabaro, who is traveling to Ivory Coast, was talking about the uh, attack of the Super Eagles of Nigeria mm-hmm. up front. Victor mm-hmm. Oseman, the reigning African footballer of the year. Right. However, it looks like that attack will be diluted somewhat, Mike. Tell our sunny side of sports listeners about that. So today, of course, news broke uh, that Victor Boniface, uh, yesterday Mukbill talked about Victor Squared. <laughs> so <laughs> Victor right. Squared is Victor Oseman and Victor Boniface. <laughs> now that attack was going to be extremely dangerous, but unfortunately that attack is going to be broken into two. Uh, Victor Boniface uh, has been withdrawn from the Super Eagles squad. Uh, he was ruled out uh, due to a growing injury mm. And so he's not going to be playing up there um, It would have been really exciting to see the two players play together B- Victor Boniface is doing amazing things in the Bundesliga For Bayern Leverkusen And of course we know uh, Ossiman is doing amazing things in CDR So that's one of the news But it's not just, uh, 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 you know, he- Boniface was out I know Wilfred Ndidi is also out Who's playing for Leicester City um, They also have one other player who's in the English Premier League Who where it's really questionable. So it's really, you know, interesting to see how the Super Eagles are going to be able to cope. But besides those three players, they still have a couple of other players that are, you know, star powers that can really handle it. Um, we're talking the likes of Alex Iwobi. Uh, he's also another great player that could that, that we expect to see feature for the Super Eagles. So, I mean, yes, they, the team has been dented itself. Losing three amazing players is, is going to be a big deal. But I think they still have the star power to be able to pull through. Will Oseman now become the focus of the attack, Mike, with of those course, players out? Of course, of course. Not just the pl- with the players out, but I think Oseman really, uh, this year, they're expecting him to be the, that, that player uh, that takes the Super Eagles all the way. Um, the last time a Nigerian won uh, the uh, CAF Player of the Year was Nwanko Kanu. That's right. So that's a while ago. 99. <laughs> that's a 99. long time ago. Now, <laughs> You're testing me, Mike. Throughout that time, there's still a lot of amazing Nigerian players. We're talking the likes of James. J.J. Okocha that came out throughout that time. But that's been a long, long time since the Super Eagles. And bear in mind, the Super Eagles is a team that is really reputable on the continent. So uh, I think people are looking at Osimhen to be the player that brings it uh, home for Nigeria. I haven't heard that name, J.J. Okocha, in a while. Chinadu 04, our colleague, <laughs> our colleague Mike, uh, he told me that J.J. was so good. Oh, they, they had, had to, to say it twice. They had to name him twice. <laughs> J.J. Okocha. J.J., if you're listening tonight, well... There's a shout-out for you. Sporty greetings, Sam. <laughs> I'm VOA's Sonny Young, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports. I'm talking with Mike Hove about the upcoming Nations Cup. We'll be back after this short message. 
Hey folks, I'm Luck Bill Yabaro, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio, TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa. And keep it locked right here on the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. I'm talking with Mike Hove about the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations tournament. Mike, I saw that uh, video promo that Muckbill shot right outside our headquarters that here in correct. Washington. He looked quite comfortable with the ball. My man still got the skills, huh? <laughs> it was I really mean, interesting. He can, he can, uh, he can kick it. <laughs> no pun intended. So, uh, listen, Muckbill. Uh, I've seen Muckbill play before, so 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 he, he's got he's got a couple of things in there. Yeah, he, I, I know he can he can definitely out dribble me with some of those moves <laughs> he was making. I can hold it down there. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of kick it, Mike, uh, that reminds uh, reminds me of our upcoming uh, podcast. Dealing with the Nations Cup, mm-hmm. Kick It AFCON. Yes, sir. Tell our listeners about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Kick It AFCON is going to be premiering next week here on VOA Africa. We're going to be giving you updates. We're going to be joined by exceptional players that have amazing experience on playing on the continent. Some of them have actually played in the Chan, uh, Chan tournament, um, so they played in the local leagues. Uh, so this is something that we're really looking forward to. We're going to be giving you up-to-date uh, information regarding scores regarding which players are performing exceptionally and possibly you never know Sunny. there might be a couple of transfers there That's might be right. a couple of names that might shine at AFCON and find themselves in the EPL find themselves in the Bundesliga find themselves in these top leagues so that's information we're going to be breaking down for you here as we kick it I know one of your uh Favorite players, Mike. I think he's a favorite player. Onana from uh, Man U. Sure, we'll call him favorites. <laughs> I, I, I would like to think uh, most of the players going to Ivory Coast will, will arrive there uh, a little earlier than Onana. Well, of course. Uh, Onana, he played last night for Manchester United, so that's another thing. Congratulations on the victory, Onana. <laughs> so I'm really excited on that. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays for, for Cameroon at AFCON. Uh, I, I firmly, uh, uh, confidently believe that his performance at AFCON will determine how it looks like when he comes back to Manchester United. If he has an exceptional t- tournament, I, I'm looking forward, I'm hoping that that's something that will translate to his performance at Manchester United. If he has a bad tournament, who knows? It's really questionable as to whether or not uh, his position would stand firm. Uh, we know for the past couple of uh, months, since he's, uh, you know, his first, the season began with him at Manchester United, uh, it's been really turned up and down there's been a lot of times where he's shown brilliance but there's also been a lot of time where he's shown uh, negativity as a player um look the coach has stood by him uh, he's obviously a favorite at Cameroon so it's really you know we look forward to seeing how it turns out for him players and teams are arriving this week in Ivory Coast Mike uh, ahead of the tournament mm-hmm. uh, any updates on uh, t- uh, particular teams uh, so getting to a couple Ivory Coast? it looks like a couple of teams are, are still going to be jetting in over the next couple of days I know Nigeria should have arrived by now uh, they played their last uh, friendly yesterday which once again I must make a correction yesterday I said they won they actually lost sunny uh, they lost two nil um, so Nigeria should be in 
again, uh, hopefully, once again, um, it seems as though the, super, the focus of this AFCON seems to be on a couple of teams, and one of them is Nigeria. I'm hoping that they can use this time to actually turn it around and uh, start putting on a winning performance because they have a lot of star power, and people are really hoping that will translate. Well, Mike, in terms of star power, the Confederation of African Football, CAF, uh, a few days ago published a list of the top 10 players yes, to sir. watch at the upcoming uh, Nations Cup. And one of the players for Cameroon, who was mentioned in the article, Vincent Abubakar. Abubakar. Uh, who, and, and he has a... He has a nice habit of really showing up. Oh, when, no, when the, he when turns stakes, up. When the stakes, when the stakes are, are high, he turns up. He turned up at the World Cup for Cameroon uh, when they beat uh, Brazil. He's the one who turned it up. Um, you know, I've, I've followed Abubakar for a very long time. Uh, once again, his World Cup uh, performance was exceptional. I'm, I, I was sad when they, when they had to push him out of Al Nassar uh, to accommodate for CR7. But still, even after that, his performances as a player has always been exceptional. Um, I, he's probably in the later stages of his career, but he's still playing as though he's a young bull. Mm. So that's something to be applauded. Vincent Abubakar is a, a forward to be respected. Five Nations Cup trophies for the Indomitable Lions of Cameroon. I think I think that puts them in second place behind Egypt. That is for correct. Total trophies. That is correct. Egypt is uh, currently at seven. Okay, and in terms of the Egyptians, another player on that list, Mohamed Salah. We got to keep mentioning Mighty Mo. Uh, uh, and you do think this this could possibly be his final Africa? Look, Cup. Mo Salah is what thirty one. So the next Afcon, he'll be what thirty three, thirty four. Um, I, I, I rate that this is likely. If if he does play the next one, he probably be, will be looking at the tail end of his career. Um, so this is if we do see him in the next one, I think this will be his last exceptional one. Let's put it that way. It's kind of like Sadio Mane, right? Right. Sadio is also in his early to mid thirties. Um, so look, it, football players sometimes can play until they're about thirty, late thirties, early forties. So it's it's not to rule out, but I think if we are to see an exceptional Mo Salah like we see Mo Salah and we know Mo Salah, this has to be his Afcon. Roger Mila, I just remembered him. He played it right. I mean, That's what I said. Was, how old this, was he this, when he played? He was, uh, I think, late thirties, early forties. Uh, Roger Mila probably retired in his early forties, if I'm correct. There's a, there's a couple of lists of players. Yeah, uh, Buffon, uh, the Italian goal, goalkeeper, he also retired in his early forties, if I remember correctly. Edwin Van der Sar also retired in his early forties. There's a couple of players, but I I think as they retire. It's they're just not the brilliant stars that we know them to be. I don't see Mo Salah. Um, once again, he's to be respected. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He's still up there. He's still punching weight. I think he will be exceptional in terms of if we look at the basic standard play of what we expect from a professional footballer, he will still be executing that. But I just don't know if he will be Mo Salah when he's 34, 35. Mike, the opening game on Saturday, as I mentioned, has the home team, Ivory Coast, going up against Guinea-Bissau. How do you see that match? Look, uh, I favor Ivory Coast for this one. Um, home ground advantage is going to do it, uh, you know, uh, play a big role in this. Um, I think it's also going to be a statement game for them. They have to win this victory, this game for them to to come out loud. Um, regardless of that, I still see them coming out of that group uh, alongside Nigeria. But if they win against Guinea-Bissau, they would have made a loud statement, and I think 
that will put them in on the right footing to make sure that they exit out of that group. The second match in Abidjan on the uh, opening weekend will feature the Super Eagles of Nigeria mm-hmm. against Equatorial Guinea. Same same thing applies. The Super Eagles have to come out hot in that first game. Um, once again, the Super Eagles, uh, unfortunately, their past couple of results haven't been looking good, so they need to make sure that that star power that they have can easily execute. The only questionable thing about the Super Eagles is, like we were talking about with Mukbul, they have star power from midfield up. Mm. Uh, so, and, and, and as the game has evolved, you were talking about France, Buckenbauer, the game nowadays plays from the back all the way to the top. It's not just the striker. The, from the goalkeeper all the way, you're building it up forward, 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 forward. So having a Victor Osimhen is not just enough. You can have a superstar, but you need to be able to build the game from the back. And so that's the only uh, question mark for Nigeria. Are they capable of building it from the back? Talking Africa Cup of Nations with Mike Hovey. Thank you once again, Mike. We'll get you back in here. I promise. We're going to be kicking it. <laughs> Appreciate it, Sonny. Thank you, Mike. Turning to the sports scene right here in the USA, the AP's Chuck Freeman has a package of pro golf, pro basketball, pro football, and college football news for us. The College Football National Championship came down to the fourth quarter before the Michigan Wolverines pulled away for the title. Adam Spillane reports from Houston. Blake Corum ran for 134 yards and two touchdowns as Michigan beat Washington 34-13 to win its 10th national championship and first since 1997. Both Corum's touchdowns came in the fourth quarter and helped the Wolverines finish off a 15-0 season. Today was a complete complete you know team effort there's so many people making plays out there and when we needed to play someone made it donovan edwards ran for 104 yards and two touchdowns for michigan whose defense intercepted heisman finalist michael Penix jr twice adam spolane houston on black monday in the nfl two coaches lost their jobs atlanta falcons parted ways with arthur smith washington fired ron rivera the carolina panthers fired general manager scott fitterer after finishing an nfl worst two and 15 in the nba indiana outscored boston 133 131 the Pacers did it, playing much of the game without all-star point guard Tyrese Halliburton, who strained a hamstring. Pacer guard Aaron Neesmith said the team showed some grit without its top player. I mean, it's good for our morale. Um, it's good for us, um, you know, moving forward. You know, when your best player goes down like that, it's hard not to, you know, deflate a little bit as a team. And so, you know, as soon as he went down, kind of pulled the guys in and was like, we can't let this affect, you know, the way the game goes for us. Utah beat Milwaukee 132-116. The struggling Bucks blown out at home, trailed by as many as 32. L.A. Clippers down Phoenix 138-111. Miami over Houston 120-113. Chicago down Charlotte, Oklahoma City over Washington. And Tiger Woods and Nike ending their partnership after 27 years. Chuck Freeman. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and at voaafrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. My X, formerly known as Twitter handle, is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes. 
check out voaafrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to voanews.com. More pro basketball news on the sunny side of sports. John ja Morant's season is over. The star guard for the Memphis Grizzlies will need surgery to repair a tear in his right shoulder. Morant was hurt in practice on Saturday, and he was in a sling for the team's game against Phoenix on Sunday. It's definitely a tough blow for the Grizzlies and John ja Morant who missed the first 25 games of the NBA season while serving a league suspension after uh, displaying a gun on social media. It was Morant's second such suspension in less than a year after he missed eight games last season for a similar offense. Now, John Morant had been playing some excellent basketball before suffering the shoulder injury, He returned from the 25-game suspension and averaged more than 25 points a game in nine games with the Grizzlies winning six of them. So I know Memphis is uh, singing the blues right now over John Morant's injury. And that wraps up the January 9th edition of the show. Thanks to producer David Vandy. Thanks also to engineer Nashwan Kali. And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.